0: Greetings, all potential voters. I am the Common Sense American, and I'm here to talk to you a little bit about the upcoming election. I did last week, and this week I thought it might be fun to see if I could talk myself out of the stance I presented last week. Uh, if you listened, you heard me say that I didn't think Trump was going to be reelected, and I gave a variety of reasons why. Um, specifically, in comparison to 2016 um, you know, we saw, obviously, Clinton leading in the polls, just like Biden is now. Uh, the difference being that Biden's lead, leading by even more. The betting odds are three to one against uh, Trump right now. And I don't, they weren't that high uh, leading into the 2016 election. Um, on top of which, you know, you've got COVID, which is very, very, any pandemic, any worldwide issue or a national issue that the, even though the president doesn't really have much control over and is not responsible for, it doesn't really matter throughout human history. The leaders during those times, the people got rid of. Uh, they, they want a fresh start. Uh, that's a problem. Uh, and then you've got the, the endless race insanity of, of, two, of 2020, which compounds the problems that Trump has faced from the time he was elected. Just endless accusations of racism, which of course he is not. Nobody in the administration is. Uh, It's just a buzzword now. It means absolutely nothing. Democrats have overused it to the point of absurdity and have completely erased the meaning of the word because it's just it's all they do. It's just it's just a bad word now that they throw at anybody when they don't like them. Uh, It means nothing. However, when you combine everything, it makes it difficult for me to uh, predict a reelection for the president. But I thought, like I said, I thought it'd be fun to see if I could talk myself out of it because there are two trains of thought here, Um, and you know, in the past week, the the uh, explosion of the Hunter Biden uh, email laptop mess and all that, how much of an impact that's going to have uh, on uh, Joe Biden's campaign, um, and a few other things that I wanted to talk about. but first, let, let's let's get into the, the Hunter Biden thing. I, I don't really want to talk too much about it. I'm sure you've read plenty about it. You've heard much about it. Uh, the laptops that the FBI apparently confiscated from a store in Delaware somewhere that had a bunch of stuff on it that doesn't look good for uh, Hunter or Joe Biden, really. Um, I've thought about whether or not it's going to have much of an impact on Biden. I I really don't. I the problem here is that once again, we are on very we're in strict polarization grounds here. Pretty much everybody who's a Democrat is voting Biden, and pretty much everybody who's a Republican is voting Trump, and almost nothing changes that at this point. Um, so I don't see much happening there. I don't see any Democrat looking at that and going, oh, okay, then I won't vote for, for Biden. That's not going to happen for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, they still don't see that being anywhere near as bad as Trump's so-called transgressions, which they can't document very well either, but they would much rather believe in those. Um, and also because, you know, they're going to say, well, this really doesn't have anything to do with Joe Biden. Uh, even if Hunter Biden is you know has some issues, Um uh, so, what you know, there's many people in you know President Trump's family that we could say had issues in the past. Um, and there's no concrete evidence that uh, you know, says that Joe Biden has been sort of shilling for his son or protecting him or anything like that, despite the fact that he flat out bragged uh, some years back about how he put pressure uh, on the Ukraine to fire that prosecutor. Uh, and you know, uh, clearly save his, his son's position or at least protect him to some extent. Um, now, he didn't go into that. He didn't say that specifically, but he did say he put pressure on on the, uh, uh, on the Ukrainian official. And they're saying that it was simply because the Ukraine is corrupt and they wanted to ties and all of that, which I don't doubt. But you can't tell me that the fact that your son has a high ranking position on a company board in that country has no bearing on your actions. You you can try and tell me otherwise. Nobody's going to believe you. I'm not going to believe you. However, again, it's not egregious enough. This nepotism will not be enough for Democrats to switch their vote. What matters to me on this is what matters on all these issues is the independent reaction. And I'm not seeing a whole lot of independents saying, "Okay, this flips the switch for me. I'm definitely going Trump. I think it gives them some question marks. I think it says, um, you know, the Biden family isn't looking that great. uh, Certainly not squeaky clean like he likes to, you know, show to people. Um, But is it enough for me to say that I still want Trump? Um, and, and that's just questionable. What's really going to matter is how closely they can tie Joe Biden to Hunter Biden's issues before the election. In these next few weeks, they're going to have to definitively come out with something that makes uh, the independents stand up and take notice and make that a real red flag, not just a question mark. OK, so that's 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 a big one. If that can happen, they're sort of running out of time here. Um, and it's only further solidifying the, the Republican vote for, for Trump and everything like that. So again, that's it's not like Trump is getting any extra votes out of this. I don't believe he might get a few, but I don't think it would be significant. What might be significant, and everyone has talked about this, and they mentioned this in reaction to my last um, podcast, the silent majority, the, the, the group of... People who always who are who plan on vote for Trump that voted for Trump last time that are going to vote for him again, um, that, you know, amazingly enough, never seem to get polled. Uh, if you ask around, you 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 can ask around on social media, you can ask around your, your friends and family. If you are a conservative Republican, uh, ask around, see if anybody's been polled. I never have, and no one I know ever has, and I know that's the way for a lot of people. You run a poll uh, on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And just say, and you're, you know, you're sort of in, I know your followers are going to be conservative or Republican, so you're going to get most responses from that. Ask them if they've been polled. Ask them if they've been surveyed. A very high percentage say they have not. And of the ones that have, or been att- like people will call and attempt to get some sort of information out of them in terms of a poll or a survey, very often Republican conservatives will be much more likely to not give them any information. Much less likely to offer their honest position. I'm not really sure why that is. I think it's a combination of two factors. One, they're much more uh, sensitive about privacy, which is becoming an increasing issue. And liberals don't seem to give a crap because they're all for big government anyway, sticking their nose into everything. And so that kind of thing uh, will be seen more of an annoyance and possibly an invasion of privacy to right wingers as opposed to left wingers. That's one aspect. The other aspect um, is that I, I fear, flat out fear. We, we heard about the story about um, Trump supporters in New Hampshire getting threatening letters in the mail from some groups saying that they're going to attack them. They've been at, like you've been designated a Trump supporter and we will attack you if Trump doesn't concede the election. I find it interesting they're using the, the term concede the election as in. I think what they're trying to hide behind is we will only do this if Trump loses and then for some reason, you know, doesn't leave the White House or tries to, you know, stay on as a as a czar or something, which, of course, would never happen. He would never do it in a million years. That's just a big pile of crap. The MSN has been pushing from day one. No one has ever said that would ever happen. Trump or anybody in the administration ever. Um, and it, and it, and it wouldn't, but so that's what they're hiding behind. However, let's face it. What they really mean is if Trump wins at all, if he's there, if he's still here after this election, they're coming after you. Now that is not, I mean, I know that was only, there's a small town in New Hampshire. It's a few, but I guarantee you that that is a sentiment that is being spread across the country. As we have seen, look at all the rioting and looting and protesting all the violent behavior. 98% of it's from the left. I really don't give a crap what the media says. They're, show me where, uh, like a group like the Proud Boys, show me where they've been beating on people and burning down houses and setting up zones where police can't go in and wandering around armed and attacking people, including elderly people and even children, for not you know, siding with their political views. That is only from one side. And the hostility and violence is reigning from that side. And if you don't believe that, all you have to do is ask a a Republican or a conservative, how they feel about expressing their views in public. Now, there many of them will say they're reluctant to do it. They're hesitant. They may not admit that they're afraid. I think some older people might flat out admit they're afraid. Younger people may not, but they're certainly hesitant. Now, to me, that shows me a uh, a society that has nothing to do with freedom, that has now uh, slipped into fascism, because one side cannot express their political views without feeling somewhat hesitant or afraid that means you have no longer have the freedom to do so because you know a few things you know a that people might attack you and b there will be no defense for you the media will not come to your defense hollywood entertainment will not come to your defense nobody nobody powerful no one who has any influence is going to come to your defense and we all seem to know this which is why we're hesitant that's another reason people might be far less hesitant on the right to uh, react to pollsters and survey takers and all that. So that's something to consider. Because that feeling is becoming more and more entrenched and more and more widespread, you might be looking at a very, very low number of right-wingers participating or offering honest answers in these polls. They don't know who's going to be able to get that information. The people that sent those letters to the New Hampshire residents about how they've been uh, targeted and into a database as a Trump supporter, how did they get that information? Is it just because they had a Trump sign in their yard? Did everyone have that? Or do they have some other means of getting their information? Do they have some, some way of getting hold of the, um, the registration uh, slate for, for the town so they can view and see who's registered for what? Maybe they're just going by that. Who knows? You know, In this age where nothing is really secure for you, nothing. None of your privacy is 100% secure. You have to ask yourself how these people got this information and how they're going to continue to get it and what they'll do to you if they just don't like you. And again, there's no protection for you. There's no one's coming to your rescue. So when you think of this, people are going to say, well, no, I'm, not, I'm far less likely to speak out about this. You you consider it as a whole. There's a, there could be a very low number of people who are participating in these polls and surveys. Now another side to this is that uh, wherever they take these polls, there's always a there's a region, there's a spot, there's an area where uh, many of these polls are focused, and uh, you know many of them. I would dare say that three quarters, two thirds to three quarters of the people polled. And most of the polls that you see on CNN, MSNBC, all those come from urban areas, and as we all know, urban areas tend to vote Democrat, tend to tend to be way blue. Um, I think it would depend on which urban area we're talking about, obviously. But the biggest ones, we're talking New York, we're talking San Francisco, LA, Chicago, DC, uh, you know, all these places, Seattle and all that—they will always vote Democrat, and they tend to be. You, let me tell you. I know a few people in those cities, they're polled all the time, you know. They say polls are everywhere. It's very – polling – the problem with polling is you can – very easily – I could walk through – there. I have some towns nearby that are very pro-Trump because they're very rural, uh, sort of farmland community, and they all very much support Trump. And I could walk through there and say – well i'd take a poll and make it look like trump's going to win in a landslide it's very easy to do that i can do that in new york city no problem walk down the street up oh, biden's going to win by a landslide if you select uh, your the the area where you're doing the polling it, it it's almost meaningless the results now people will say well it was an online poll it's not limited to region anybody can vote That's not necessarily true, especially if it's a CNN, MSNBC, NBC. The people who tend to watch those tend to be Democrat. And those Democrats tend to live in urban areas. They tend not to be rural. So even then, the majority of people that vote are going to be uh, more in urban areas and more blue. It's just the the way it's going to be. They tend to have more access to these polls, tend to be more willing to participate in the polls, and tend to be more honest about this. Now, I just saw something else. That I thought was interesting Uh, in several states, Pennsylvania especially, also now Florida, uh, we're seeing a tremendous uptick in the number of Republican registered voters. And we're seeing almost no movement, and in some cases, decline of registered Democrat voters in those states. Nobody's really talking about it, but it's major. It's a significant change. Now it could be due to people, you know... Uh, Democrats leaving the state, Republicans coming in, or more people registering as Democrat this time around because they want to vote for Trump, or, you know, any number of things. But the fact remains that we are seeing a very large number of increased uh, regist- uh, registered voters for Republicans. And when you think about it, that is a major, major deal for this election. You know what I mean? It's it's just, it's something you... you You don't really think about that often, but when you really look at the numbers, it adds up to being something statistically significant, is because um, it shows you a trend, and it's a certain trend that we're seeing only going in one direction. I really have not heard of a lot of states saying, oh, we have a lot more registered voters for Democrats now, although, trust me, that would make headlines, Uh, but we're seeing a very big uptick in Republican registered voters right before this election. Okay, that's something to consider. The other thing to consider that I've I've been I've been thinking about over the past few days um, is they're saying that, uh, you know, there's millions of early votes cast, you know, via absentee ballot and all that. And we also know that the the majority of those votes are probably going to be for Biden because the majority of absentee ballots are going to be cast by Democrats. I think we've determined that. Um, and they're also more likely, I think, to participate in polls and more likely to vote early. So if you start hearing anything about, you know, early counts or something, don't be too stunned to see that Biden has a significant lead. Um, and also that, you know, many Republicans are intending to vote in person. Trump himself have set, has said Uh, I know that most of my constituency is going to vote for me in person. A couple of reasons. One, they're actually active, functioning human beings who aren't sitting at home and don't have a million problems and don't have a a hundred reasons why they can't get out and vote. Um, They actually have to work and all of that. So um, they're less likely to be caught up in all of this and waste time with this. Whereas on election day, they're getting down there. They're going to vote and they're going to go back to work. Um, So... I, like I said, I've been trying to talk myself out of my stance as to uh, the outcome of the election, and I have been—I've been doing my best um, about this silent majority and trying to convince myself that it's bigger than I think. That there's—it's—it's it's a, a much the red wave is much higher, much bigger, more powerful than I think. Um, now you can't go by—I know people are using. Uh, for example, you'll see uh, photos and videos of Trump rallies versus Biden rallies, um, and I, my problem with that is it's it's easy to to uh, sort of edit and Photoshop and do things to these things and shoot from certain angles and shoot at certain times, like right when people are assembling or or people are leaving, almost gone. Um, if you look on some uh, leftist. Uh, accounts, like on Twitter and Facebook, they'll throw up all kinds of photos and videos of Biden rallies with lots of people at them, just like Trump supporters are doing on on their side. They have them. They're up there. I promise you it's there. Um, It's just a matter of of, uh, us saying, well, which of these do we want to believe? Which of these are bigger crowds? Now, I will say That Biden hiding most of the time here to protect himself from COVID or whatever, and having Obama out there uh, spreading the good word for Joe, um, I'm not sure that's a good look. Even some mainstream media analysts have said that this is not a good look for him. That this is not, you know, pulling out all the stops. This is not him campaigning everywhere, blah, 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 all that. This is sort of him sitting in the background going, I'm happy with where I am because I think I'm going to win anyway. And it doesn't really matter what I say or how often I say it. I'm just, I'm going to cruise and let other people support me. Then on top of it, you go, whatever he is saying, people are quick to jump on. That recent thing where he said uh, that Boilermakers support him wholeheartedly or overwhelmingly support him. That was a mistake. Somebody fed him the wrong information or he read it wrong or interpreted it wrong or flat out lied. I don't know. But you quickly had uh, Boilermakers going, oh, no, that we never said that. In fact, a local union chapter said, in fact, we've endorsed Trump. And the international website, uh, Boilermaker website, has no official endorsement at all. Uh, and that, that was a lie. That, that just wasn't working, and that's not the only example of that. And if that keeps happening as we as the ball starts rolling here towards election day, that's going to focus uh, on Biden's inability to tell the truth, and that really hurt Hillary Clinton. That really hurt her going into election day. Um, I, I, you know, people started started to realize that you could not trust a word out of her mouth. Now, for Biden, I think people will try and say, "Oh, well, you." He, he misspoke or he didn't understand or he misinterpreted. Blah, blah. I don't know how long you can hide behind that. You know what I mean? So you're one of two things. Either he's lying or he's mentally incompetent. If you reach that point where you have to choose between all those things because he is speaking out of turn so often and being proven as, you know, being someone who misquotes a lot, misstates a lot and flat out lies, that's not going to look good for him. You know what I mean? It's just not. And... If you factor all this together, it makes me feel a little more hopeful that uh, Trump has a decent shot of being reelected. Now, I will finish this by saying I still, I still think Biden is going to win. Um, I, I'm starting to think it might not be by as much. I'm starting to think it'll be very very close. We're seeing a lot of close polling battleground states. But again, what do what does polling really mean? Uh, but forget the polling. Remember that Trump won a lot of those states by a very, very slim margin in 2016, 1%, 2%, very small. Um, and it looks like it's going to be that way again. So it could tip either way. And those states are so crucial. States like Pennsylvania and Florida and and things like that and other swing states, they're so critical that if a few go one way or the other, that's it. That pretty much determines the election. Those electoral votes are so crucial. Um, but anyway, that's that's. That's my uh, spiel of hope this week. I thought I'd take the reverse and argue against myself. And I don't mind doing that. In fact, I like doing that because it it forces me to continue to be open to both sides of all things, which I don't see any reason why we shouldn't all be doing on a frequent basis. The media can't do it. Don't forget that. Uh, So do you have to do it yourself. Take all the facts. Take everything that you can think of. uh, Put it all together. Use your brain. Use your eyes and ears uh, and come to your own conclusions. That's all I – that is what I really hope everybody is going to do in these coming weeks. And when you do, I don't see how you could possibly vote for any Democrat at this point, especially after last week's just train wreck of, of, uh, of the Amy Coney, Coney Barrett hearings for the Democrats. I mean, a train wreck for Democrats was great for, for Republicans and ACB. But, I mean, it really showed who the Democrats were, didn't it? Um Anyway, that's it for now. Uh, I will see you again next week. And in the meantime, please feel free to scroll through some of my older episodes. Maybe you missed a few. Um, and uh, share with friends and family. I'm on all most major s- streaming services. Always free. Never any ads. And again, I just try and speak the truth, or what I see is the truth, um, and encourage everybody to be uh, independently powerful in their brains and judgment. And please, for the love of God, Uh, don't fall prey to any sort of propaganda uh, from either side. Uh, Find the truth, use the facts, and go from there. And that's it for me. Thank you.